I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it will get the chance to have dinner with Anthea Turner. Lovely. I'm Joel, a man who puts the sin in easiness, and across from me is John Harris, a man who cites Street Sharks as the greatest television show of the last 30 years. Fact, true fact. <laughs> it's just great. They had, like, shark heads, but they had human legs and arms. You remember the show, yeah? And jeans. <laughs> yeah, they wore, they wore <laughs> jeans. Yeah. jeans. They're from the street, mate. <laughs> They're from the street. Can you remember any of their names? No. What? I just, I just remember the general aesthetic and the toys. Okay, so you've got Ripster. Yeah. <laughs> Who he could make a comeback, I think. Just Ripster. Yeah. Like a gritty remake. Like a gritty hipster. <laughs> hipster sharks. Jab. Yeah. Streaks. Mm. Which is dodgy. There's a dodgy one coming up in a minute. Big Slamu. Big Slamu. Yep. Not having that. And then Dr. Robert Bolton. Uh their allies included Moby Lick. I mean, come on. When the word you're replacing is dick and you're using lick on a children's TV show, Street Sharks was the sexiest thing on TV. It was just like another thing you'd watch instead of Turtles, isn't it? Am I, under, am I underplaying the who majesty would of a Street Shark? Yeah, who would win in a fight? Turtles or sharks? Sharks are the natural predator. Yeah, I think it would be the sharks. I think it would be embarrassing, actually. Just They'd show up and get torn to shreds. And yet the Turtles, mate. Film franchises, the lot. Street Sharks. Too dangerous. Consigned to the history book, they were too <laughs> cool and dangerous. They were too sexy. That's <laughs> what they... The reason Turtles made it so far is that their names were more family friendly. Yeah. If there'd been a turtle called Nobbo, <laughs> they, they never would have got anywhere. <laughs> we could all agree with that. Lick Whittington. <laughs> Charles Lickens. <laughs> Charles Lickens. Uh, if you're listening to this, why not send us your names <laughs> well, your dick <laughs> where names. Dick could, repla- could be replaced with Lick? It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Um, Moby Lick. Anyway, John, how about some film suggestions? I haven't got any, mate. Sorry. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got this one emailed in. So, Ellie, 
a cinefilm idea, a screenshot of an article that states Nintendo is reportedly making a Mario movie with the studio behind Minions and she wants to know what our contribution would be because, frankly, they're going to they're get it wrong. They've already made the best Super Mario film. What? The Super Bob Mario? Hoskins <laughs> film. Have you seen it? Yeah, but it was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I'd like to rewatch it. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, so <laughs> you can buy yourself on that one. Um... The, yeah, they could do it. They can do it, can't they? The issue, They're lovable characters. The issue is the voice. It is the voice. Saying anything more than, Woohoo! Yippah! Yeah. Or it's an hour and a half and he doesn't say anything more that than would those. Be great. Silent comedy. I'll be up for that. Yes. Yeah. That's actually quite good. And it's by the director of, well, apparently it's the team behind Minions. So, they're, look, you can say what you like about Minions. I actually personally am pro-Minion. But even if you're anti-Minion, you know that they're pretty good at slapstick. Yeah. True. So the next stage for them, instead of having a uh, supporting cast that can't speak, it's just to have an entire cast that can't speak. It, the big issue with that is hearing Mario speak. She's not right. Yeah. On the subject of actually uh, super game characters speaking, did you ever hear... So when was this, like two years ago now? When Pokemon Go just like blew up? Yeah. And so obviously, once again... And this, this, this news story is because of the fact Mario Odyssey, uh, which you spoke about a couple of weeks ago, just blowing up so obviously film companies suddenly come in yeah plant their flag so when it happened with pokemon go they bought the rights not to a pokemon film specifically but detective pikachu yeah i remember seeing this and do you know anything about detective pikachu it didn't have a really deep voice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was probably like colombo so is that yeah. how we solve mario instead of him being like when he's like opens his mouth he's like hello oh that'd be uh, sad though wouldn't it it's a me mario <laughs> <laughs> And this is, and this is my pal. It's Yoshi. <laughs> You're just making it sound like Goodfellas or something, which I would also be up for. Waluigi. <laughs> it's just funny saying the names in a deep voice. It is simple. Good. I'm gonna have a go. Bowser. Oh, he does sort of sound like that, doesn't he? That was so rubbish. Do you want one from me? Yeah, go on. So Annabelle has pitched us train spotting. Now that exists, right? Yeah, we've all seen it. She's saying, forget the drugs. This is about train spotters. Forget the drugs? Yeah. Are there going to be any allegories or any, like, is it the same plot, the same characters? Is it Renton no, and all that? This lot? Is no, this straight up no, about no. train spotting. Have you ever, what's your experience with train spotters? Just sometimes if I go to the, if I get a train on a Saturday, I'll see a man in an anorak with a clipboard and I go, train spotter. Yep. So, my granddad was an avid train spotter. My uncle dabbled. Actually, no, he was pretty into it as well. And they tried to hoodwink me into into train spotting as a kid yeah. by selling it as like an exciting hobby. It's not, mate. It's like some sort of cult. Yeah. Well, like, what, so that's what I'm thinking. What do they get out of it? Oh, right. So they just have notebooks full of numbers of trains. It looks like the scribblings of a serial killer. Because it is the scribblings of a serial this killer. This is what I'm thinking. Am I related to two serial killers? No. So... <laughs> They try and hoodwink you into it, into it, some sort of cool cult-like thing to be in, right? Like, actually looking at trains is really fun. And they, they'll make, like, pilgrimages um, to see specific trains. You see that video online recently on Twitter? No. There were all those train spotters queued up to see the Flying Scotsman, because it's obviously a rare occasion. Yeah. And as it was about to go past them, another train overtook it on the outside. And, like, it's perfectly timed so that, that train overtakes it in line with when they would have seen the train. We'll tweet brutal. that. Uh, have a look for the Dream Factory Twitter um, at Dream Factory Pod, and you'll see that video. It's fucking dynamite. So 
train spotters and they get pretty pissed off so they can get they can get angry so what i'm thinking is um kids stop want to be train spotters because of you know ipads because of the, the aforementioned mario inherently uh, dull vloggers the fact that it's inherently dull but newfangled hobbies are replacing the train spotters the train spotters are dying out so i reckon they go for like some sort of rebrand okay in a bid to attract kids a different vehicle no it's still trains. jet ski spotting jet ski spotting <laughs> No, but they pay a top-level vlogger to sponsor a train. So, so their kids going to the train station with their clipboard, waiting for like the Zoella train. Exactly. Well, you know, and I could totally see that happening. Yeah, but it's actually a satanic cult. Well, and also the fact that that would suggest that Trainspots have enough money to make a Zoella train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do. No, that's um. Oh, how many advent calendars? That is a, a reference I got, but a lot of people won't. That she just recently it came out that she made really expensive advent calendars and the, the she's co- not making them mate. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair it would be worth the 50 quid if she was hand making them it would be yeah um, but it turns out like the value of this, the objects inside doesn't really add up anywhere near to 50 quid but so what what does it in anywhere take break apart the components of my shoes they're not worth no, 70 quid no but when you get something like that for instance like say like a loot crate or a geek box the whole point is you're supposed to buy a bundle because of the fact that the contents are worth more yeah, that's what I do with my shoes. <laughs> and I put them together. No, I take your point on that. That's fair enough. Also, when I said train spotting was inherently dull, I, I feel like I immediately want to take that back. What? Why? Who's going to? I don't want the train spotting community against you. I don't want the train spotting community against me. Do they have any control over trains? Or do they? Just, if I went home to see my family for the weekend and took the train, all they would do is tut at me because they don't have any control. You think they haven't got any control? I reckon they're like the Masons. And so, like every time I'd get to a train, the door would close, and I'd be pushing it. To yeah, open. I reckon um, something happened at, on the on one of the platforms at Southern Rail. Maybe they prohibited um, train spotters from like visiting, and they've just fucked the train since then. That's it. And so, one of the kids, yep, wants to get out of the train spotting community. Yeah, but but the train spotters using their powers makes this kid's life a living hell yeah so the other kids are too scared to leave and that's that's the kind of like the midway point where the kids have to band together to take over the train spotting community because they're all evil there you go, go. All, all train spotters are evil <laughs> oh from dull to evil yeah easy. sorry guys john how about another one this one's from claire it is edward paper hands and edward rock hands ah <laughs> uh, yes the forgotten two brothers <laughs> I haven't seen Suzanne's, but I assume, oh, what? I assume they have the same makeup and stuff, and they just have different. Yeah, I I think they're probably um, what would the what would their parents be? <laughs> what what parents would create people who rock are paper scissors with rock paper scissors? Hands? Yeah, so Edward Scissorhands, he lives alone in the mountains. Maybe there's snow. I remember that much. Cool. Um, and obviously life's pretty tough because yeah. he's got scissors for hands. Yeah, must be nice. uh, becomes a hairdresser, but things go horribly wrong because he's a freak. But what? How have uh, the other two of the triplets made their way in the world? What are they doing? What's it? I mean, Edward Rockhands, I could see being more applicable to like some sort of manual labour. Yeah, but Edward Paperhands is going to struggle. Rockhands could be could work in demolition, destroying old buildings and stuff. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, that's really handy. Whereas Paperhands, here's my question for you, mate: If you write on the paper, yeah, can that be replaced? Great point. So can he work for one golf sale or can he sort of move around and advertise several golf sales? I think he like dispenses it like a printer out of his hands. Like, With stuff printed on it? Yeah, yeah. why not? Custom I prints. Know. I don't know. I think we need to get more into the parents because you're right. 
What parents create three brothers who have different material hands and decides to call them all Edward? Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Also, not the main point, bone of contention. Really, what's the genetic makeup here? And how's well, that happening? Of Edward in the first place, Tim Burton, get get in touch. How, like, what happened, what genetically, what happens to make your fingers scissors? Yeah, childbirth must have been a real struggle. Because they're actual scissors, aren't they? Yeah, they're the sort of blades. But they're, Yeah, but they're not skin that's scissor-like. No, no, no. And it's not like, it's not like a Wolverine situation. I don't think this, this, this film holds up scientifically, frankly. Almost definitely not. Under microscope, I realised that actually Timmy B probably was lying to us, mate. Is that old Mickey microscope hands? Big Fish is a lie as well, I've heard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've not seen Big Fish. And The Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, none of this is true. Yeah, none of it. Apparently Timmy B doesn't what know What about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the remake? Oh, no, that one's real. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's the original of that that's not real, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they redid it. The remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is Johnny crying. Depp loses his mind and is inspired by the original film to recreate the events in a slightly shitter way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> with Crispin Glover. Always nice to see Crispin Glover because his dad is friends with me on Facebook. <laughs> Any, you going to explain or? I don't know if I want to, but no, leave it. But Crispin Glover's dad <laughs> is friends with me on Facebook, and he once wrote on my wall, and that's all you need to know. I am Facebook friends with Crispin Glover's dad. You probably doubted my showbiz credentials listening to this, and I don't like to boast about things. I don't, I'm not a man that likes to blow his own trumpet. Yeah, but Crispin Glover's dad is friends with me on Facebook. Uh, I can't remember the content of the wall post, but it was all in capital letters. Yeah, mostly capital letters, yeah. But it was good. It wasn't like, fuck off. <laughs> it was positive. It was encouraging. Yeah, but it felt like he was shouting at you. Yeah, I mean, that's what most of his posts are kind of like. <laughs> he teaches an acting class on a weekly basis in LA. And I thought, if I'm ever out there. <laughs> Mates race? <laughs> <laughs> Joe! <laughs> nice to see you, Joe! So I'd just like to reiterate that I am friends with Crispin Glover's dad <laughs> on Facebook. I actually mentioned that. A lot less than I should. It's sort of only sort of two or three times a week. He's probably opened most conversations with it. I should get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> if we ever did merch, I think I am friends, Facebook friends with Crispin Glover's dad would be on the first t-shirt. Yeah. Hey, Joel. Hey, mate. How about you give me another one of those film ideas? Righto. This one's from Simon. Oh, Cheers, Simon. Cy. Big Cy. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Wait for it. As in Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm here. Let's Fucking go. Funky Merlin. Funky Merlin. He's there. What's the story of the Knights of the Round Table? Uh, right. Settle in, mate. For Do you know it? History. Oh, great. King <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> oh, you were so ballsy. King Arthur. Yeah. Found a rock in a stone. No, yeah. he didn't. He didn't find a rock in a stone. <laughs> and Edward Stonehands is <laughs> there. Yeah. King Arthur found a sword in the stone that had not been pulled out by anyone. Sword in the Stone, by the way, is the name of the film where Edward Scissorhands kills Edward Stonehands. <laughs> just, just. So, finds a sword that no one's ever going to take out of the stone. And and everyone in Britain's like, mate, if you can take that out, you can be king because you've proven yourself yeah. kingly. So he does it, he pulls it out. Everyone's like, fuck, he's done it. And no sort of ex- explanation of where this sword's come from, but there we are. Maybe, you know, a you former just king. one, couldn't you? Yeah, you probably could, yeah. Anyway, so he's now the king. Mate, a king can't rule on his own. No. You know? Yeah. They've tried in the past. They've never succeeded. Yeah. So he needs like a cool gang of merry men 
but not the merry not men because the they come later on. Yeah, and so he gets just gets together some some of his best knights, lance a lot, yeah, stab a lot, circular a lot, <laughs> Matilda, <laughs> chaos Shut. two, Sergeant Bashman, Sergeant Bash. I okay. said Sergeant Bashman. Bashman. <laughs> <laughs> I said Bashful, even worse. Oh no way! Sergeant Bashful's in the Beano. <laughs> He's the short-lived war hero in the Beano. Sergeant Bashman, <laughs> Chaos Two. Sergeant Bashman in Boogie Nights is very confusing because <laughs> I'd imagine he's not really enjoying the music. And lastly, Chronic the Wedgehog. <laughs> That's the name, my favourite name of a robot wars robot ever. Yeah. Who was your favourite robot wars robot? Like Chaos Two, like reigned supreme for many years. I seem to remember. I, I don't know if this says a lot to says a lot about me, but I seem to remember. I enjoyed the house robots most. So, so um, Why don't you like the little man? So it's a killer lot, the one with the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. The three greatest robots in Robot Wars history, don't at me, Hypnodisc, Chaos 2, Razor. Last week we uh, had last week we had hardcore listing on think Hi guys, uh, I've got an idea for an episode. Mate, Top I would... five robots on Robot that, Wars. Those shows, they're quite lengthy shows. They ain't, <laughs> they ain't seen nothing yet. An, an hour, hour per robot. robot. yeah. Honestly, anyway, where were we, mate? The nights of the round table. So... Uh, they like dancing. <laughs> Buggy nights. I really wanted... And the round table's hypno-disc. <laughs> Who's the villain in the, like, the Knights of the Round Table? In, like, in I think King it's various Arthur's. villains. I think it's various villains. I don't, I don't know if, um, I don't know if there's like a, an actual villain from the mythology. All I'm saying is I'd like a bit where one of the villains like, managed some sort of sheriff-style character, not of Nottingham, uh, tries to outlaw dance music, and uh, so we're in footloose territory now. Yeah, I guess. But the, the reason I want this is because then they go to Merlin, who's a DJ who produces vinyls with his magic. Nice, nice. <laughs> you like that, don't you? I, right? I'm really into it. Yeah, Merlin played by glasses. played by Rick Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Rubin with those uh, star sunglasses. That yeah, used to big get. time, big time. Massive pointy hat. <laughs> Love that pointy hat. Literally only for wizards and dancers. <laughs> Isn't it? Are you an idiot? No, you're a wizard. It's fine. <laughs> so just check in. And that's they're actually at uh, each end of an, an official spectrum of intelligence. Uh, yeah, oh, and magic. Yeah, intelligence <laughs> and magic. Yeah, yeah. Dances is the bottom of every spectrum. <laughs> they are poor guys. They are. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, uh, so we've had this tweet in from Alec Cockrum, right? And he's tweeted us, but then he's like subtweeted, is that what you call it? Uh, from a lady called Nivea, who's like blue tick and everything, right? Whoa! Yeah, t- she uh, formerly of EW, right? And uh, she tweeted, not to us, but uh, Alec informed us of it. So that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, nice. Is, and we've uh, credited her. Yeah, so she's her pitch is, Mordor he wrote. Tolkien's wife, Edith, solves mysteries in Oxford while he writes books. Now, I like that. I like that. It's a serviceable pun. And that's basically all I'm here for. Yeah. But without serviceable puns, where would we be? Wouldn't we rather murder mysteries in Middle Earth? Yeah. Come on. What? Like, why would you be investigating deaths in like a lawless land? <laughs> because there is, it isn't lawless after everything that happens. Oh, fine. Peace has been restored. So the murders um, uh, are highly suspicious. <laughs> okay. You intrigued? Yeah. Paint me, colour me intrigued. Colour me intrigued. I, I think it'd be great. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think, like, I think it would be great, but I think, imagine if you've got someone smarter than us. Maybe someone like Nivea. To do this to, podcast. To, <laughs> to come up with the ideas. So, like, there's, like, Orc Murders. There you go. That's this elevator pitch. Mate, Orc Murders. Yeah. And then you just go Lord of the Rings. Perfect. <laughs> Kick me out of Done. the lift. <laughs> yeah, so this one's from Martin. Hi, Martin. Hey, Martin. Uh, he suggested, this is a bit, this is a bit surreal, right? He wants a Barry Chuckle biopic. Yeah. Biopic or biopic? It's Bio- got to be biopic, isn't it? Biopic. Biopic. Difficult. Because one of them is a yogurt. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Yakko. Yeah, but it's a bio... Yakko. Yeah. See, it's tricky, is what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so Barry Chuckle likes yogurt. He's no, um, <laughs> so this, this film's about Barry Chuckle, but the film's up to the point he meets Paul Chuckle. <laughs> so it's the formative years of Barry Chuckle. I assume we're taking artistic license and we're not going to Google to find out when they actually met. I, I kind of feel like they were birthed at the same time. <laughs> yeah, same. In a similar way to the Urukai are in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they were just sort of carved out of the mud. So, like, uh, but let's say for the for, for the sake of argument, it's like 18. Yeah. So we're following a, se- a 17, It's kind of like the film Nowhere Boy. Yeah, it's exactly like the film Nowhere Boy, except instead of, like, coming up with songs, he's moving furniture by himself. Yeah, instead saying, of a guitar, he's me. got a stepladder. Just to, to oh, me. To me, to me. I, I was going to make me. that joke, because it is the only joke. That's it. It's the only joke. Um, Thanks, so the, Martin, for, for letting us make that joke. It's a lot of slapstick fun, but only about half as much as you can <laughs> expect for the rest of his life. All of that, half, half slapstick stuff, great. I'm on board. T- take me to the final scene. He's just been booed off at Edinburgh. <laughs> and he comes. He only side did a half stage. hour show. He comes side of stage and he thinks he can hear everyone booing. And he looks in the front row, pulls there, on his feet, applauding. To me, to you, to be continued. Right? Should we have our suggestions? Yes. Um, I'm going to go first. Good, because I, I fancy it. Wayne's World. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Should I help me better? What? Put the rock in it. Dwayne's World. <laughs> I really like Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World would be fucking amazing, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be so good. So it's him in a long black wig. <laughs> I'd sort of pictured him with Mike Myers, but I'm happy to replace Mike Myers and do a shot-for-shot remake. 
with playing the Rock Johnson. I like, or it's the original film, but we just blue screen the Rock into the background of all the shots. <laughs> just be like, what? I'd be up for that. <laughs> I think Dwayne's World would be a semi-serviceable Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah. If he ever had to host it. If you had, to, oh, if he had, to if host he had to host it, it. he hosted it. Well, why didn't they do Dwayne's World? I'll tell you why, mate. Dipping standards. Because <laughs> they could get Mike Myers back. It's fucking genius. Yeah, Dwayne's World is great. I'm uh, if anyone's got any contacts at Saturday Night Live, put me in touch. What happens in Wayne's World that would be better with The Rock? I mean, everything. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What doesn't happen in Wayne's World that would be better with The Rock? Is all you know, I'm not. I'm not going any further than this. Dwayne's World. What's your suggestion? Uh, right. I don't know whether to try and describe the film or to give you the title first. Let's go with the title. Do first. half and half. <laughs> <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Self Service Checkout. <laughs> yes. So, right. But, so M calls Bond into his office. She's like, it's still Judy Dench. Of course. <laughs> yeah. we, have, we haven't moved on. Yeah. And she goes, this is, this is the biggest case you'll ever have to work on. It's pretty crazy. And they show some CCTV footage. And it turns out that the Queen, on the weekend, yeah. to, to entertain herself, likes to pretend to be a commoner. But it's all staged and set up. Uh, so actors in the supermarket and stuff. Exactly. And so she, so the footage, and it's the Queen, and she's like, "Oh, look, I'm buying beans like a normal person." Woo! You ever heard the Queen speak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> buying beans. That's quite good. That's quite good. And then, yeah, and then so the checkout boys like your mom, and they're all sworn to secrecy because it nice. wouldn't look very good. And one of them is about to spill the beans or the CCTV uh, tape has Spill the beans. <laughs> Come on. Because they're readily available in supermarkets. <laughs> I didn't even... Or the cassette's gone missing and Bond has to find it before it comes out in all the newspapers that the Queen likes to pretend to be a person on the weekend. Like, that would be really bad. Yeah. It's just not good PR, mate. It's, it's not, not good, good PR. It's not good PR, no. So, yeah, and then um, Bond has to kind of... And there's some quips, I assume. We've quip. discussed oh, this in the first episode. Yeah, spill the beans will be one, <laughs> won't it? He'll he'll kill someone and say clean up an R four, yes. won't he? With well, blood spilling everywhere. That's true. I lo- right. I love a closed room mystery, and we can make this a closed room mystery because all but, the but tapes, in a massive as the superstore because all of the tapes have the little security barcode inside them mm-hmm. so if they left the building all the alarms would have gone off and yep. they would be dead so Bond knows that the person with the tape is still in the supermarket oh, yes. so he makes his way through every one of the people at Excellent. the supermarket killing them even the innocent ones <laughs> while quipping <laughs> while quipping and that is the best film that we've come up with this week I, I agree Tell probably me the best film we've come up with oh. at all oh. you win oh. right. congratulations that was easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy, mate. You've worked bloody hard on that. <laughs> Thank you, mate. That's all right. Anyway, that's kind of all we've got time for now. I would like to remind you to subscribe to the podcast and review it five stars on iTunes uh, yeah. and sort of to stop people in the street and tell them how excellent it is. And we'd really, really like you to suggest some films. So tweet us at Dream Factory Pod. Any kind of mad film suggestion. It doesn't just have to be a pun. Don't feel the pressure of how excellent our puns are. Yeah. You can just give us something kind of surreal, like the train spotting idea. Anything, really, you'd like to see never make it to the silver screen. Anyway, we know it's time to wrap up because there is a knock at the studio door and it's Funky Merlin. Funky Merlin. He's here. He's brought Rick Wakeman along. They're going to lay down his first album. I can't wait for it, mate. In a podcast studio. Why Revolutionary not? audio. He's a magician, mate. He can make this room whatever the fuck he wants. I don't even really know why he's booked a studio. <laughs> Idiot! Piss off! Oh, he's just turned John into a frog.
but you and I have just eaten a lot of shit. Joel and I both bought, bought a packet of four sausage rolls, and halfway through, Joel informed me that each one of those sausage rolls was worth 41% of our daily fat, and we had four and leftovers. Good value for money. <laughs> Did you know? Actually, you'll love this, Joel. I feel this will be right up your street. Did you know that last year, Harvey from So Solid Crew and Christina Milian did a song together? What? <laughs> Blue What is it? Let me find it. It's not that good. It's... No, come on, mate. How many potatoes had Harvey had prior to recording? Is that a reference I was supposed to get? Oh, mate. Harvey once ran over himself by falling out of his own car, and he said the reason was that he'd eaten three baked potatoes. <laughs> It's happened, to the, it's happened to us all. Mate, yeah. That's an impressive effort, isn't it? <laughs> Even if they're those relatively small ones. Was he having a psychotic episode brought on by too many potatoes? What? No, I think what happened is he, he'd eaten three baked potatoes and therefore was just... You know when you get, you get really, really bloated and you can't really do anything? He just flopped out of his car. and But the car was already in motion, so he rolled over himself. I should, I should clarify, it happened on his drive. It wasn't like he was going 80 down the motorway. <laughs> I assumed Chomping on baked potatoes. <laughs> Been to Spudgy Like, drive through. <laughs> Throwing Tupperware out the window. Right, here we go. Spudgy Like, is that the, there is one in the Westfield in Stratford, and I often think, is that the last Spudgy Like in the UK? Just putting up a brave fight. Do you remember Spudgy Like? No. Mate, it was in food courts everywhere. In in the town where I grew up uh, was a Wimpy, and I'm pretty sure it's one of the last few surviving Wimpies. Yeah, Wimpy's making a big comeback, apparently. <laughs> Apart from an art town where it's closing down. Yeah, it's closing down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, here we go. Should I just cut to some good stuff? This is the good stuff. <laughs> Ain't no me without you. After all we've been through, you give me every reason to believe it's true. This is shit. I'll get to the Harvey bit for you. A bit garagey. <laughs> I'm lo- I'll take it back. He's doing a Craig David style comeback, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, so my favourite thing on it is, uh, is this is a comment from six months ago, and I will. I'm reading it out phonetically. Oi, the gal is paying like hot food. <laughs> I love hot food. It's my favourite sort of food. <laughs> is it peng? Do you think that hot food is peng? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. It's not the noise the microwave makes. <laughs> it's done. John, how many spudgy lights do you reckon there are within a 25-mile radius of where we are right now? Right. So Should we I'm... introduce a quiz feature? <laughs> yeah, tweet us at DreamFactoryPod. Uh, give us a film suggestion and put a number of spuddy likes. <laughs> we should tell them we're, we're roughly in Old Street for, for reference. Well, we're going to reveal it now. How many spuddy likes do you reckon are within a 25 mile radius? So when someone asks you a question of like, how much is something like, oh, I got this bargain, guess how much it cost? And then you go a penny mm. and they go, well, it was three ninety nine. Yeah. Now you've made it it's like a car. A so you've really so, <laughs> <barely. laughs> uh, 25 miles. Mm. That's a lot. That's a long way, mate. 14. Six. Whoa, yeah. Hard times for Spudgy Light, man. <laughs> um, I remember back in the day, there used to be one at the Saver Centre in Hempstead Valley. Yeah. So shout out everyone that remembers that Spudgy Light, that specific Spudgy Light. Um, no idea what happened to it, but I never ate there. So It was like Starbucks. There was at least three in every town. Yeah, I, I, I think Spudgy Light's had its heyday. Yeah. But um, I'm surprised to see there's that many going, to be honest. 
anyway just tweet us your spudgy like memories um so what we'd like for you this week uh hashtag hashtag spud i like um and we just want to hear your best spudgy like memories like toppings locations your mum taking you there because it was the healthy alternative to the Burger King in the same food court. Just generally, that, just generally, all of your spudgy like so memories. So is it like a subway for baked potatoes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Good idea, really. Yeah. But I love baked potatoes. Let's bring it back. What the baked potato? <laughs> yeah. They'll be like Guardian think pieces. These guys no. have brought back the baked Look, potato. Here's what we do: we get sponsored by Spudgy Like. First yeah. up, easy. Secondly. Harvey face it becomes the face of Spudgy like. <laughs> yeah. Finally. There we go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.